Hello and welcome to another edition of DFS Today. This is your special New Year's Eve edition. I am your host, Santino Cocone, and I am joined by the one, the only, Dave Menkoff. How are you doing today, buddy? I'm doing okay. I'm, I'm doing okay. Uh, surviving, as, as, as they say right now. How are you doing? Uh, likewise, likewise. <laughs> we're both we're both surviving out there. Um, not feeling great. We're still going to bring this to you on our New Year's Eve edition. And we have a weird slate for them today, Dave. We have a two early game slate, uh, two games on an early slate, then a showdown slate in the middle, and then a full seven-game slate there. So uh, it's one of those weird days, and it's not even a weekend. It's it's the week. I don't know what is Friday. It's still considered a weekday, right? Until well, the nighttime. It's, te- it's technically a weekend because I think every, a lot of people are uh, are off on New Year's Eve. So uh, oh, true, I, true. We can classify it as a weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. I didn't even think of that. So we will. It's considered a weekend. You heard it here first, or. <laughs> before and Dave verified but uh yeah we have three different slates here that we're going to run through uh starting the first game of the night the day starts at 1 p.m and then we have a lot the late game at 10 p.m um without further ado man let's let's jump right into it and we know that there's going to be an extensive read off from me on the injury reports and we'll start right there the first game of the uh day is phoenix suns traveling across country to take on the boston celtics um at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On the injury report, we have Bruno Fernando, <clears throat> Fernando Enos Freedom, Aaron Naismith, Dennis Schroeder, Jason Tatum, all out. Uh, and then on the Suns, DeAndre Ayton, Javal McGee, Frank Kaminsky, Jay Crowder, Abdul Nader, Dario Saric, all out. And Ish Wainwright is probable. Uh, I'll jump into this one first. Big news of the day we heard earlier. McGee is joining Ayton on the health and safety protocols. That is their starting and backup center. Um, and Jay Crowder, power forward, all out. So a lot to siphon through in the front court. But that opens a lot of things for Jalen Smith at 4,100. Um, hasn't been in the rotation a ton, but the last two games he's played 29 and 25 minutes. Had some productive games, a double-double, and then a near double-double at 15-9 and nine, uh, at only 4,100 on a two-game slate. I mean, I, I think he has to be in there. Uh, Devin Booker, only 8,300. You're getting a superstar at not a superstar price, especially on a two-game slate uh, with no eight and extra shots to go around. Uh, those are the two guys I'm looking at the most here. Um, and then maybe some campaign at four or five for a little bit more value as well. How about you? Yeah, when it comes to the Suns, I mean, it's definitely interesting with McGee entering his name into the protocol a uh, plethora of players that we are currently dealing with. Um, Jalen Smith is definitely uh, a must play at 4,100. Uh, he's going to probably get 25, 30 minutes in this one, especially with no McGee, uh, you know, pressing him for minutes in, in, in that starting lineup. So I like him a lot. Uh, I'm also going to be with you when it comes to Devin Booker, 8,300. That's a great price tag for a guy coming off a 60 point effort against the Thunder uh, fantasy point effort. Apologies. So, uh, and his price dropped after that. Performance. So I definitely like that. Uh, I like DraftKings giving us some some free squares, so to speak, here. So um, I'm a fan here. Uh, and then I'm going to have a little bit of interest also in, in some Cam, the other Cameron, Cameron Johnson, 
uh, despite playing only 23 minutes against the Thunder um, and, and a somewhat lackluster performance with 21 fantasy points, I think at 5K, uh, especially in this two-game slate, um, there's not a ton of mid-tier value that we're looking at. So he might he might, he might be a tournament pull for me as well. Uh, but that's about it. Um, definitely more leading Booker and Smith as far as must plays for the Suns. Yeah, and I was going to mention uh, Johnson as well. I like that too, uh, especially with the front court depth out. He's going to probably play more power forward minutes too. So I really like that call as well. Um, flipping on over to the Celtic side. No Tatum, no Schroeder. Those are the big news right there. Uh, we can look right at Jalen Brown, even though he's going to get a lot of <clears throat> Bridges defense there. Um, I mean, if you have the money, which you probably do on a two-game slate, it's not bad price to get 40 points or 40 fantasy points plus right here from Brown. Um, volume is going to be there. I really like Horford. I really like Robert Williams. Uh, both these front court guys just mentioned the – Massive hole that the Suns have in the front court, even though their defense is awesome. Uh, those are two big anchors of it in the back end. Uh, so I'd like Horford and, and Robert Williams to exceed their price tag here. Uh, Peyton Pritchard, 5,200, going to continue to start, especially with no Schroeder, unless things do change. Uh, that's a pretty solid price tag as well. So I, I don't mind going there either. I, I think I'll have some more exposure on the uh, Celtic side than the Suns. And I never usually say that against the the Suns, but uh, there's just a lot of solid plays on the other side with the holes that the Suns have. Uh, what are you looking yeah. at? Oops, sorry. No, no, sorry. <laughs> no, go, go ahead. Um, I was going to say, when it comes to the Celtics, I'm 100% aligned with you. I don't think there's even a point to, to go through anyone else on the Celtics side of the ball. The other guy, the only other guy that I'm looking at really on the Celtics side is going to be Marcus Smart. Um, he should be available. After missing the last two games with a hand laceration, he should be available for this game. At 6,000, especially with no Tatum, Smart should get some additional ball handling duties, especially um, if Pritchard struggles like he did in the last game where he let everyone down in 34 minutes and <laughs> three assists. Um, I was the only one that didn't play Pritchard, I have to say. Shout out to pure luck there, but not playing Pritchard that helped me. But otherwise, um, I like Marcus Smart a lot. Um, so that's the only guy I'm looking at in addition to the Jalen Brown call you made and the front court of Rob Williams and Al Horford. Um, so those are my four guys that I'm looking at on, on the Celtics side of the ball. Right, I like it. And sh- jumping on over to the next game, the second game on the front end, the only two games. Uh, and I forgot to mention, there is no spreads as of right now. Uh, we're doing this around 9.30 Eastern, time, Eastern Standard Time the night before. Uh, we only have one spread, and it happens to be the last game of the night. Not sure how that worked out. Uh, but here we are, <laughs> and this game is the Chicago Bulls at the Indiana Pacers. This tips off at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have another, uh, I'm going to lose my breath just talking about all the people on the injury report here, But uh, and then tomorrow it all might change, which has been so crazy to do these. Uh, but we have Lonzo Ball, Tony Bradley, Alex Caruso, Ersan Ily- Ilyasova, Alfonso McKinney, Marco Simonovic, and Patrick Williams all out. And then on the Pacers, Brogdon, Duarte, Isaiah Jackson, Jeremy Lamb, TJ McConnell, TJ Warren, all out. Um, we'll jump on to the Bulls side of the ball first. And without Ball, without Caruso, there is there are some um, openings in that in that starting lineup. Kobe White's been playing pretty solid at only 4,600. Uh, Ayo Desanmi at 3,900 has been playing pretty solid when given the chance. Uh, Derek Jones Jr. is another option. I, 
I think there's a lot of value to be found on this side of the ball. Um, where we and there's also a Vucevic, which I really like at 8700. Last couple, that's three games. If you look at it, 48, 65, 51 fantasy points, and he's not even 9K. I really like that. Um, I like that more than going up to Zach Levine. Uh, I like that more than going up to DeRozan slightly. Um, I, I think it's safer, and I haven't found too many centers, especially on a two-game slate, even though we mentioned a lot of them in Boston. Uh, there's usually not that many, but I think we could fit both those Boston centers and uh, Vooch in this lineup and really like it and get some value um, with a white, Dasanmi, uh, Derek Jones Jr., the likes over there. How about you? Are you what are you looking at on the, on the bull side of the ball? Yeah, on the bull side, I, I, I think it's going to start with um, Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan as two potential targets. A price in that same Jalen Brown range um, and it comes to the slate. I like either of them a little bit more. Uh, it would have been nicer if one of them was out, but the, the, when they're both playing, we have seen some monster games where they both can go off. And in this type of game, if it stays close, I like both of them, especially under 10K, because uh, they both have 50-point upside here in this matchup against the Pacers. And then as far as uh, Vucevic, which you called out, uh, my favorite center play uh, on this slate um, when it comes to the, the higher price guys especially, uh, you called it under 9,000 is pretty much a steal and a half to get Vucevic. Uh, he's, he's finally locked in. He's feeding off nicely off of Levine and DeRozan. Um, they're clicking on all cylinders right now. Um, and I think that that's a great price tag. He's probably my third favorite play. And then Kobe White, another guy that's, you know, starting to, to come into his own. We saw a, a remarkable 12 assist game uh, in his last game where uh, Kobe White is just a guy that has always shown the ability to score. And now if he's showing the ability to pass the ball, um, his fantasy value goes up tremendously. So at 4,600, he's also in play. So there's quite a few guys that I listed out, but there's definitely a lot of interest here on the bowl side of the ball. Uh, so those four guys are, are my favorite by far um, in this game. I like it. And then on the other side of the ball, we have a lot of injuries as well. Karis LeVert is pretty much the primary and secondary ball handler on this team right now, playmaker, uh, with no Brogdon, no McConnell, now no Duarte. Um, he is getting a lot of responsibility, and he has 26 assists over his last three games. Just that three straight games over 24 actual points, um, and four of the last five over actual uh, 24 actual points. He's been really solid. He has a high of 59 and a half, and a low of 47 and a half in four of those five games, uh, with with a dud in there when they got blown out by Miami. But uh, I don't expect a blowout here. I expect him to play again near 40 minutes that's a pretty solid price because we have so much value again uh, on this team uh justin holiday at 4200 not the greatest of per minute upside guys but he's gonna get a lot of those minutes um there's no duarte and he was already playing a ton of minutes he's probably gonna start again uh likewise with keelan martin might start at 3100 we might see tory craig start uh Brissett's getting a lot of minutes uh, those four guys are all options we'll see exactly who gets into the starting lineup or what whispers I would assume uh holiday and probably I'm going to throw my hat and say Martin gets the start over uh Brissett and Craig and they're going to come off the bench but those are all cheap options to to target to load up on the the higher price guys on the slate and I don't mind taking chances at most of them uh holiday and Martin I think are less of permanent guys um and Brissett would be the highest upside of those guys 
Uh, but I don't know how much they'll play him at the three. How about you? Yeah, the Pacers are an interesting team, especially with all these guys out. Uh, you called it the Bonda Sabonis, nine eight hundred uh, at the top of the price, the price, the top of the price spectrum um, with a nine hundred dollar price reduction, at a fifty-three point fantasy effort. Um, should be able to to match up pretty nicely against Vucevic. Should be a battle between the two of them. I don't mind going Sabonis. I do like Vucevic a little bit better with the cost savings, but Sabonis is definitely going to be in play for me. Karis Levert, you touched on it, getting all the ball handling responsibilities that he can handle right now. Um, that price is is outrageous. Under 9K for Levert, um, a guy that's been putting up or 50 fantasy points consistently ever since he's been getting those heavy minutes. So I, I, I see him continuing that. Uh, and that's really it. I'm not going to look as much to guys like Holiday just because there's other guys that I'm looking at from a value standpoint um, in these two games. But it doesn't hurt to, to throw in some, to some, some Justin. I said Drew Holiday, didn't I? It doesn't <laughs> hurt to throw in some Justin Holiday at 4,200. Um, he is priced really, really well here. So um, I, I don't see anything wrong with taking some shots on him as well. All right, man. That does it for that early two game slate. Let's jump on over to the um, showdown. We'll do this one really quickly because this one might not happen. Uh, we have the Dallas Mavericks taking on the Sacramento Kings at 6 p.m. Um, Mavericks have already been uh, rescheduled once. They have a lot of people uh, out already, and more people have entered the protocols today. So we'll see exactly what happens. Uh, with that said, Injury Report has Trey Burke, Willie Cauley-Stein, Luca, uh, Tim Hardaway Jr., Kleba, Brandon Knight, Boban, uh, McLaughlin, Isaiah Thomas, just signed to Isaiah Thomas, all out, and maybe even more. And then on the other side of the ball, we have uh, nothing for the Kings. They don't have anybody on the injury report after having pretty much all of their team out for a little while. So we'll see exactly what happens. But we'll start with Dallas. Um, Porzingis makes a lot of sense here. 14-4 uh, for a captain and 9-6 for not. Um, Dorian Finney-Smith, anyone with the pulse pretty much. Dorian Finney-Smith is only 6,400. He's been stepping his game up, especially with so many people out. Uh, Dwight Powell, Frank Nittolokino, those are two starters that you're getting at 3,800 and 3,200 respectively. Um, I don't know if Reggie Bullock's going to play. He wasn't listed on the injury report, but he didn't play in the last one. He might, If he starts, that's 30-plus minutes for only 2,600. Uh, Josh Green, only 1,200. A lot of options on this team just because no one's playing. But, um, again, I don't even know if they'll play this game yet. I know they don't. Right now they have less than eight available players. So we'll see who they sign and if this game even happens. Uh, what are you looking at on Dallas if, if they do play? Yeah, if, if this game happens, I'm definitely not against the Porzingis call as a captain. He is the most expensive captain of potential here. Um, but a guy that, that should be able to do whatever he wants against this Kings front court. Um, and he is, he's had a couple games recently where he had 60 fantasy points. So there's definitely some high upside there. Um, and I'm definitely going to take some shots there. Jalen Brunson is also going to have some interest if you want to look at some cost savings. But we haven't seen as much of a ceiling type of game from him in, in recent games. So I, I have a little bit more interest in Porzingis from a captain's perspective. Um, and then going down the line, I'm not going to have a lot of interest in anyone else in the Dallas side. I think I'm going to, probably face more uh, of my lineup looking at more of the King side. Um, yeah. Yeah. And with three slates, I mean, I don't mind sitting this one out either. 
Because um, on the other side of the ball, you're looking. Everyone's still a little slightly priced up. I love Halliburton, but he's still priced as though Fox and everybody is out of the lineup. Um, I would prefer. I, I really like Bagley's forty-eight hundred dollar price tag. Now that he's drawn back-to-back starts, played back-to-back games of twenty-eight minutes. Uh, that's a real solid price tag. If he doesn't get two early fouls last game, maybe he plays um, twenty plus minute or thirty plus minutes in this one. And this is a rematch of the other night uh, where they played these guys. And that's again if they even play. Davion Mitchell only thirty-six hundred. Uh, I think there's again there's enough value even with this. Uh, I saw Damian Jones. He played. He's been playing a lot of minutes even with everybody back. I uh, was. Pretty much the first big off the bench last game at only eighteen hundred. Don't mind taking a chance at him. And then you can squeeze in a Halliburton, even though his price is inflated. But it's a showdown slate. Uh, you can squeeze in a um, a Harrison Barnes here at seven four, even though his price tag's a little inflated. Uh, so I don't mind switching it up like that and getting those guys in the lineup and taking on cheap guys uh, with with their prices deflated after injury. How about yeah. you? Man? Yeah, I have to say, when it comes to the Kings, I mean, you definitely threw out a good point. With Damian Jones, 1800 I mean, that's, that's rock-bottom salary we're going to get from Mr. Jones. So um, definitely nothing wrong with going there. I'm also looking at a few guys on the Kings side. Alex Len could be in play, although we haven't seen him get a lot of minutes. Uh, he's finally cleared protocols. Um, so we'll have to see what he ends up doing from a, from a conditioning standpoint in this game. Um, but that could be a nice salary saving option and then guys up front that are obviously going to be in play you touched on Halliburton his price is a little too high with Fox back in, in the lineup sharing the ball a little bit Buddy Heald is a guy that, that might get a little bit more interest from me at 10,800 just because he's going to be low owned and and we've seen when Buddy Heald can go off especially if this game ends up being a potential um, a shooting contest Buddy Heald could get plenty of run we only saw 23 minutes out of him in the last game, um, but the, I expect a bounce-back performance here for Buddy uh, and definitely going to be in play. But overall, um, the guys that I'm looking at on the Kings side have to be a lot of the, the price guys under 6K, and that includes Davion Mitchell as well. Um, he only played 19 minutes, getting his conditioning back in the last game, but certainly a guy that could be a potential tournament winner uh, for most people's lineup. So I'm looking there as well. Um, and, and that's it for me on, 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 the, on the King side. All right. I like it. Now let's jump on over to the main attraction, the main seven-game slate of the night. First game that tips off is 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, we have the Miami Heat taking on the Houston Rockets. Um, we don't have a spread again. We do have a full-on injury report for this one. Um, the Rockets, we'll start with them. Not too many. DJ Augustine, Dizwan Jaroux. Uh, Garrison Matthews, Jason Tate, all out. The Heat, Bam, Deadman, Garrett, Haslam, Lowry, Markeith, Akpala, uh, Oladipo, Duncan Robinson, Struss, Tucker, Vincent, all out. Butler, questionable. Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> that is everybody pretty much. So I'll throw it on over to you. What are you looking at the Heat? For me, it's anyone who's playing. Literally, that's that. That's it. But because there's there's not even eight people healthy. If if you look at who you can choose from, and and I don't mind anybody. Uh, but who are you looking at specifically on the Heat? Yeah, we have to definitely monitor this game very closely, and I'm glad that it's one of the early games as well. 
uh, on this main slate so we can hopefully get some clarity. But if Jimmy Butler plays 10K, uh, that's a that's a great price tag. He should be able to to go off against the Rockets here. It's a great matchup uh, against the team that's playing the defense. So I love Jimmy Butler if he plays. Kyle Lowry is a great play, 8,800. If he plays and Butler's out, he becomes a, a fantastic play as well. Uh, that price is under 9K, and he definitely has that ability to rack up points and assists. So I do like Lowry. Tyler Hero, if neither of those guys play, becomes an absolute um, rock-solid play as they come, coming off 45-point effort, 45-point fantasy effort uh, in his last game against the Wizards. I expect another uh, large performance from him, especially if either Lowry or Jimmy Butler are out. Uh, I can definitely see myself going there. And then in the front court, Omar, you're, you're at seven. A guy that was pretty much uh, came out of nowhere, um, had a great summer league and was basically signed by the Heat um, and, and has been playing really well with the absence of Dwayne Dedman and, and Bam Adebayo out. Um, and I, I expect him to continue his his great start. At 5,800 is a nice mid-tier price for him. So I'm going to be looking at your seven there. Uh, and that's pretty much it on the Heat side of the ball. Uh, I'm not going to have too much interest in guys like Kyle Guy, who they just signed. Uh, I'm not going to have a lot of interest in um, in uh, Caleb Martin, uh, although he has shown some some huge upside. If if those guys are out, which I mentioned, Lowry and Butler, if they're both out, I will have some shots at Caleb Martin 4300. Um, but if either of those guys play, I'm not going to have much interest there. But uh, that's pretty much it for me on the Heat. Who are you looking at? Any, any interest in playing uh, Butler? Yeah, if Butler plays, love him. Um, same thing. Everything you said, I like. Uh, I do like Caleb Martin, though. He's going to have to play 30-something minutes here or 40-something minutes, whatever he can play. Uh, so I like him as well. And everything else you said, you hit it right on the money. Uh, don't need to elaborate. This team is is dead right now. And Again, this game might not play. So if it does, I am 98% with you, and I'll throw in Caleb Martin <laughs> outside of that. Uh, but jumping on over to the Houston Rockets, man, what are you looking at on this side of the ball? They are more, have a couple guys out, but a lot more relatively healthy. And it looks like uh, KJ Martin cleared protocols. Yeah, uh, the Heat, are, I mean, the Rockets, sorry, are definitely a little bit more intriguing from that standpoint. Um, starting with some of the high price guys, Christian Ward 8600 is going to be in play for me. I think he should be able to have a monster day, especially against your seven. Um, he should be able to score at will and get some rebounds. So I like Christian Wood, even though his price tag is 8600 I think he should be able to go off here. I also like Kevin Porter Jr. Uh, he's coming back from uh, from injury, and is in, in his second in his first game back, he put up 46 fantasy points. Do I expect a similar performance? Not necessarily, but anything over 40 to 45 fantasy points will work, and I think this is a great opportunity, especially if, if we get word Butler's out. I'll fire up some Kevin Porter here. Um, and then the other guy that I'm looking at on, on the Rocket side of the ball is going to be Jalen Green, uh, the rookie 4,900, uh, coming off a 37-point effort against the Lakers, showing a ton of confidence um, and is starting to really shine um, for this young Rocket squad. So I like Jalen Green at 4,900 as well. Those are the three guys primarily that I'm going to be looking at. I'm not going to be having a lot of interest in guys like Christopher Armani Brooks and, and guys like uh, KJ Martin, you mentioned, because I, I just don't see them making too much of an impact from a fantasy standpoint. But um, but otherwise, yeah, I think that you can definitely run it back with either of these three guys. Yeah, and I don't mind that either. I, I, I really like Jalen Green at under 5K. He'd probably be my favorite 
per dollar play here. Uh, back-to-back games over 32 fantasy points. It's just a very solid matchup, regardless of who plays it. I mean, uh, even if Butler or Lowry play, they might not be 100%. Um, so I really like Jalen Green here, too, an under 5K. That's a very solid price tag. I don't mind going up to the top with uh, a Christian Wood. I prefer over Porter Jr., but um, I do think that Green would be my favorite play here. Possibly Nwaba, too, uh, if Keelan Martin doesn't play or are there still minutes available for him because he – when he does get minutes, he can bring back over 20 fantasy points like he did in the last two games. Um, so if there's still 25 minutes available for him, I don't mind going there. But, yeah, I'm, I'm with you for the, um, on this side of the ball as well, and, and Green would be my preferred play here. All right, man, let's jump on over to the next game. We have at 7.30 Eastern Standard Time, the Atlanta Hawks taking on the Cleveland Cavaliers uh, on the injury report for the Hawks. This is going to be a long one for everybody. Uh, Bogdanovich, Collins. Cooper, Jang, Ellison, Gallo, Hill, Herder, Hunter, Johnson, TLC, all out. Oh, I forgot. Okungwu and DeLone Wright on the next page, all out. Uh, the Cavs don't have an injury report as they are the lone team playing on the back end of a back-to-back today. Uh, but Jared Allen, Darius Garland, uh, Chide Osman, Ricky Rubio, Colin Sexton all missed on Thursday, uh, and you can expect Rubio and Sexton at the very least to be out for this one. Uh, Garland likely out. Osman likely out. Allen is a toss-up. I don't know if he cleared yet, but he could clear by tomorrow. Um, with that said, I'll throw it on over to you. Uh, what are you looking at on this Hawk side of the ball uh, with so many people out? Yeah, the Hawks are an interesting one. I, I like Trey Young despite. The fact that his price tag has shot up 1,500, um, and he's coming off a couple of letdown games, this is a perfect opportunity for him to get back rolling to a 55, 60, 65 point upside here uh, against the Cavs here, especially against a team that is going off of a back-to-back set uh, nonetheless. So um, I definitely like Trey Young at that price tag. I'm also looking at guys like Cam Reddish, despite having also a letdown game in his last game. 6500 is still a price that I'm willing to pay. He's showing renewed confidence. He's scoring the ball more. He's doing some playmaking. He's getting the steals we're accustomed to seeing. So I do like Cam Reddish here as well. Uh, and then that, that's it for me on the Hawks side of the ball. I'm not going to have a lot of interest in anyone else. I just don't think there's a lot of value um, on, on the Hawks side here in this game um, just because they're, they're running out a bunch of guys that don't have necessarily a ton of experience. The only guy that I I should mention who is definitely a value play, which I forgot to mention, is Chaudy Brown Jr. <laughs> um, at thir- at thirty six hundred, I, I forgot completely forgot about him. I, I glossed right over him, so he's definitely going to be in play for me as, as a great value play. Uh, he did put up sixteen points in in his last game against the Bulls, twenty five fantasy points. So definitely going to be a guy that I'm targeting. So I'm looking at three guys and three guys only on the Hawks side of the ball. Yeah, and uh, we'll see if things change because some of these guys have been in protocols for a little bit now, and then they've changed the uh, amount of days there. So there might be a few people coming back like Herder or Gallo. Uh, uh, We don't know yet. We'll see exactly what happens. But if it stays as is, I'm with you. I I think Trey Young's price tag is very high, and I really don't want to go to 11.5. He's it just keeps going up even though he hasn't hit 50 points in the last or he's hit 50 points once in three of the last uh, once in the last four games 
and his price tag is still rising and rising. Uh, and that's because everybody around him is falling and falling. Um, and against the Cavs, who have no uh, point guard at the moment, they lost Rubio. They lost Sexton earlier in the year. Garland's not healthy right now. He's in protocols. Um, there's Kevin Pangos as a starting point card that he's going to be going against. So I really like Trey Young's matchup here, especially if everybody is out, even at that inflated price tag. Um, Reddish is just dropping buckets. So I'm with you there. Uh, even at six, five, there's still some room to grow. There's as long as everybody's out, it's just him and, and Trey Young. And I was going to mention, uh, Charlie Brown also at 3,600. Um, he got back to back minutes or back to back games of over 30 minutes. Uh, and that's, what you would want to see if you're paying only 3,600. So that's very good value there. Outside of that, I, I don't know. They're all just people. Uh, Capella, I, sh- I should say Capella, and then they're all just guys uh, I'm not willing to spend on. But we'll jump on over to the Cavs side of the ball. And assuming everything stays as is, um, I'm in the similar boat. I probably won't have much Mobley exposure, even though I like him. Uh, Capella's very good at protecting the rim. So I'm going to leave him and uh, Kevin Love alone. Marketing's a little high high for me. Uh, Okoro, one got him, Valentine, uh, Pangos. Those are the three guys I'd be looking at here. Uh, very, very cheap value. Okoro was on fire a little bit before he left. Uh, so 4,500, I could look at that. Uh, Valentine, 3,700, is going to have so much more opportunity uh, with, with no Garland out there and, and no point guard, no Rubio. Um, and Pangos, he's starting. He's the only point guard on the team, only 3,500. Uh, I think those three value plays are the three guys that can attack. How about you? Yeah, I have to say I'm, I'm total alignment for the most part. I love the Kevin Pangos call. Um, they need point guards, and, and the, the former Gonzaga pr- product is definitely a guy that, that guy can do a little bit of everything as a point guard. But uh, should get plenty of minutes here, so I do like that call. Isaac Okoro, also a good call, 4,500. I'm a big fan of that. I actually do have some interest in Kevin Love, despite getting a lot of guys back. I think he's found renewed energy, and he is uh, in task with um, carrying more of the offensive load now with with the injuries to Rubio. Um, I think Kevin Love is a guy that should continue to, to get heavy minutes, um, and at 30. And price of 6700 I think, is definitely a, a solid price tag to pay for him. Um, but otherwise, I'm not going to have a lot of interest in Evan Mobley, despite the rookies' great performances in like the recent weeks and ability to light it up, potentially. I, I think 7600 is just a little bit too high of a price tag for me, um, so I'm not going to be going there. So the three guys I'm looking at are going to be Kevin Love, Isaac Okoro, and Kevin Pangos for, for that value play. All right, I like it. All right, let's jump on over to the next game at 7.30 Eastern Standard Time. We have the Los Angeles Clippers taking on the Toronto Raptors. Um, on the injury report, we have for the Clippers, Batum, Boston Jr., Paul George, Isaiah Hartenstein, Kawhi Leonard, Preston, Jay Scrub, Moses Wright, Ivaka Zubats, all out. Reggie Jackson as questionable. Um, the Raptors have David Johnson, Goran Dragic, Justin Champagne, Isaac Bongo, all out, and Kem Burke in Precious as probable. I'll throw it on over to you on the Clippers side. What are you looking at over here, assuming Jackson plays or doesn't play? Yeah, I think we have to monitor that situation very closely. If Reggie Jackson plays, I'm going to have some interest there, 8100, um, a guy that is going to have to take on more of the scoring and playmaking role uh, for the for the Clippers. If he ends up being out, I'm going to fire up some Eric Bledsoe, 6200. 
uh, a guy that is going to is being cast with doing a little bit more for the Clippers with George out and Leonard out with all these guys out. Uh, Bledsoe has been thrust into more of a of a solid role for this team. Um, so I like the him. I also like Marcus Morris, uh, senior. He's really um been playing fantastic. At 3,300, um, that's still a price that I'm willing to pay because it's still in that mid range value. And if he puts up 40 fantasy points, I'll take that every day of the week. Uh, and then finally, the guy that I'm looking at also is going to be Luke Kennard for 200. Uh, Luke has been playing pretty well. Um, he has he's had some down games recently, but he's going to get 30 to 35 minutes in this contest against the Raptors. Um, and if, if we get news that Reggie Jackson doesn't play, Kennard becomes even better value at that 200 price tag. So th- those are the main guys I'm looking at. Um, I'm going to have a slight interest finally on the Clipper side in Serge Ibaka 3,200, just because they don't have any centers left and there's no one else to play the center position, um, especially against the Raptors. The Raptors had to go to play big. Ibaka is going to have to play some, some big time minutes. So um, those are the guys I'm looking at on the Clipper side. Yeah. And I like it. Um, I'm with you. There's Bledsoe, man, Gennard, uh, especially if, if Reggie Jackson doesn't play. They're all going to have to step up a little bit and get extra minutes there uh, all in play. If, if Reggie Jackson does play, it dings all three of those guys a little bit. Uh, and you have to look at him, even though his price tag is inflated, just because there's a lot of people missing. But Marcus Morris Sr. is, is my favorite play on the team. Uh, 6,300. It's higher than he's been, but this guy's just has four straight games of 24 or, or 23 um, or more points. It's in four straight games of at least uh, 35 fantasy points, three over 40 fantasy points here. He's just hitting value. Uh, he's been the number one option on this team right now. Uh, even if Reggie Jackson does play, he might not be ready for a full complement of minutes. So uh, Marcus Morris Sr. is going to have all he wants in that front court with everybody out. And yes, Sergi Bach is only 3,200. He's the last man standing at the center position. I know he only played nine minutes the other night. Um, I can't imagine he's going to be held under 20 in this matchup, especially going back to Toronto where he won a ship. So uh, really like him here at 3,200. But I'm with you with the other guys as well. All right, jumping on over to the Raptors side of the ball. It looks like everybody cleared protocols. Van Vliet, Barnes, OG, they're all, I would say, questionable at the moment. Um, And Precious, Birch are probable. Um, so this does change things a lot, depending on if those three guys that I previously mentioned, Barnes, Van Vliet, and OG are ready to go, um, or not, or who is ready to go. That's going to change on who I like and who I don't. Obviously that's going to change the starting lineup, the entire rotation. Um, does Chris Boucher stay in that lineup? Probably not. If everybody's ready to go, uh, who starts at center? I mean, they could easily just put Siakam there, especially against the Clippers team that might have to go small a lot anyway. Um, so there's a lot to, to siphon through here. Uh, to be honest, I'm not really going to touch many people with all of these people back into the lineup and some people maybe not ready for a full complement of minutes. Uh, some people may be ready. We don't fully know that as of right now and all of these changing pieces, uh, they're going to have to get acclimated once more into their new roles. Like Boucher has been playing awesome lately as a starter, might have to go to the bench, might change things up. Um, Gary Trent Jr. is just coming back. A, a, a lot of moving and shaking in a lineup that uh, I'm just not comfortable paying with these these higher prices on. Uh, if I did have to go with one, it would be Siakam's 9300 uh, even though that's a little bit pricey, but the matchup is just really nice for him. Outside of that, probably going to leave them alone. But uh, how are you looking at on this side? 
Yeah, it's it's interesting. You brought up a good point. I mean, we don't know a lot of things with the Raptors, and so many guys that are questionable. It's something to monitor. I wish this game was the first game of the slate and <laughs> not the third game, unfortunately. But, you know, such is fantasy life that we live. Um, but I definitely like the Raptors um, when it comes to if we get some solid confirmation on who's going to play, who's going to get minutes. Um, the guy I'm looking at is going to be Gary Trent Jr. 1500. Um, coming back from COVID, just like everyone else, uh, he's, he's a guy that in his last game, he did put up 35 fantasy points. Um, despite shooting only 6 of 24 from the field, I expect a much better shooting performance against the Clippers. It should be a f- pretty fast-paced game. So I definitely have some interest in Gary Trent Jr., regardless of the status of Ben Vliet um, and OG and, and guys like that. Um, but I do I do like him as my number one target. Uh, and that's pretty much it. I'm going to have some shots at Pascal Siakam. His price is a little bit too high, 9300 And we haven't seen a huge amount of, of upside with him. He did put up 50 fantasy points in the last game, but I definitely see him being more of a tournament play more than anything. So the guy I'm looking at is going to be Gary Trent Jr., and that's it for me. I'm with you. It's too hard to trust a lot of these Raptors guys. Yeah, it's a tough call. Right. Uh, But it starts 30 minutes after that first game, so hopefully we get some more confirmation. Uh, But never take anything for granted or uh, (laughs) for for a fact in this year especially. It's been... Two nuts. All right, jumping on over to that fourth game of the night, we have the San Antonio Spurs taking on the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, on the injury report, we have Dylan Brooks, Jared Culver, John Kakar, D'Anthony Melton, Sam Merrill, Xavier Tillman, and Zaire Williams all out. Aldama as questionable. On the Spurs, we have Murray out, Collins out, Kaycock out, and Lonnie Walker as questionable. I'll throw it over to you on the Spurs. Uh, who had their game canceled the other day. But uh, what are you looking at on on this side of the ball with with no uh, Murray here? Yeah, with no Murray, I, I think it's pretty much a, a you could pencil in Derek White, 6,800, uh, a guy that can definitely light it up with or without Murray. Um, and this is a great game, great opportunity for him to go up against the Grizzlies. Should be able to get 40 to 45 fantasy points with relative ease, assuming this game stays close. I like him quite a bit. Uh, the other guys that I'm going to be looking at on the Spurs side of the ball is going to be guys like Keldon Johnson, uh, 5,900, um, should be back and should be ready to go. Um, he, we haven't seen a lot of Keldon Johnson in the ceiling type of games um, where we saw last year a little bit, uh, but I do expect him to have 35 fantasy points. 5,900 is definitely going to be worth worth a shot here. Uh, as far as value goes with no Lonnie Walker or potentially no Lonnie Walker, um, I'm going to be looking at guys like Devin, Devin Vassell. At 4,000 is going to be a guy that I'm looking at from a value perspective on the slate. Um, and you can definitely throw him into lineups. And and that's pretty much it for me. I'm only looking at three guys on the Spurs. I'm not going to have as much interest in in, the, in anyone else in the front court. Uh, Pottle uh, is not is not a terrible play at 6,100, but I'm not going to put too many shares against the big Grizzlies front court uh, in this game here. Yeah, and I'm with you. I think White is a great play at 6,800 with no Murray. Uh, the off he has the keys to the offense here. Uh, Kel, um, Johnson is the number two option right now, especially with with no Murray. He's had um, <clears throat> he had a string of over thirty point fantasy uh, thirty point fantasy games uh, right before the last one where he only had twenty five, but he had a string of a five straight over thirty, and that's value right there. So I like that. Um, and Vassal, I really like, especially if there's no Lonnie Walker. There's a spot open in the starting lineup. Uh, there's 
35 minutes available for him um, without Murray, and he won't have to fight with uh, Lonnie Walker for that. Um, and it will be all his, assuming he's ready for it, even though because he, he missed a little bit of time. But uh, Vassal at 4K, I really like with no Lonnie Walker. With Lonnie Walker, I still like it. Uh, just slightly less, but I, I prefer Vassal over him. And I'm with you. Those are the three guys that I'm looking at on this side. All right, jumping on over to the net, uh, the other side of the ball, we have the Grizzlies, and we'll see who else gets added. Uh, Kankar got added. Tillman was added today. Kankar the, uh, yesterday, I believe. Um, Milton and Brooks are still out as of now. And this is a really solid, solid team. Uh, ja exploded. I've been waiting for it. He slowly making his way back, making his way back, and then he exploded against the Lakers for 41 actual points. 30, he dropped 33 before that. Uh, he's going to be in a fantastic matchup to duplicate that. And he's under 10 K uh, with no Murray. Who's the best defender on the team. There is a lot of success here. Uh, white is really good, but uh, Ja has been playing great, especially with no Brooks taking ill-advised shots and 15 plus shot attempts, uh, extra shots to go around for him. Um, and that's likely it. I don't mind a Bane or, or a Jaron Jackson, but I probably won't go to that. I, I think uh, Derek white on the other side of the ball, same price tag uh, is where I like. Kyle Anderson does get a little bump at 5K for me here um, with Brooks and, and Melton and Kankar out because there's a spot open in the lineup. Uh, and, and Brandon Clark gets a little bit of bump too with Kyle Anderson now starting and extra minutes at the power forward position. Uh, but mainly just Ja here and those other two guys are fighting for other value plays that I like. How about you? Yeah, I have to, again, agree with you here. I think we're in sync so, so far tonight <laughs> um, across the board. So I, I definitely like that. John Morant, 9,600, uh, one of my favorite plays on this entire slate, uh, regardless of price tag. It's a great opportunity, great matchup. He's showing confidence, um, showing that he can carry this Grizzlies team, the surprise Grizzlies team that's been playing some great basketball. So I do like John Morant quite a bit, um, like I said. And then the other guys I'm looking at on the Grizzlies side of the ball, it's going to be Kyle Anderson at 5K. Uh, that price tag is pretty good for a guy that's getting the starts. Um, he, we haven't seen him put up a 25-point fantasy effort in a couple weeks now, but I think he's long overdue. And going up against his former team is a great opportunity for, for Kyle Anderson to, to really step up here. Um, so I do like him. Uh, and that's pretty much it when it comes down to the Grizzlies, um, just because there's so many guys that uh, are going to be out. Desmond Bain at 1600 is just a little bit too high of a price tag. We have seen some upside from Bain in recent games, but I just I don't see him getting back uh, his shooting stroke in this one. He did put up some great performances in recent games, but I just don't see it happening here. So that's it for me. It's going to be John Moran and then sprinkle in a little bit of Kyle Anderson. I like it. And before we go on to the last three games of the night, I do want to let everybody know that we have a brand new daily fantasy partner at Sports Ethos, Thrive Fantasy. Prop up with Thrive Fantasy on their mobile app or at thrivefantasy.com. Use code ETHOS when you sign up to get a 100% deposit match bonus on your first deposit, up to 100 bucks, plus either two or four free game tickets to play. Pick player props on the biggest names playing every night. Score points when your props hit. And the players with the most points win a share of the nightly prize money. It is an awesome, awesome site. Do check it out. And again, use promo code ETHOS when you sign up uh, to get a 100% deposit match and either two or four free game tickets. All right, man. 
We're jumping on over to the next game at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have the New York Knicks taking on the Oklahoma City Thunder. Another two teams with a long injury. I, I feel like uh, I spent 15 minutes just saying the injury reports. It's, <laughs> it's been crazy. Um, the Knicks, we have Jericho Sims, Wade Selden, uh, Lucas Samanick, Derek Rose, Julius Randle, Nerlens Noel, Matt Mooney, Daniel House, all out, and Evan Fournier as questionable. On the Thunder, we have Darius Baisley, uh, Josh Giddy, Trey Mann, Pokemon, Jeremiah Robinson Earl, all out, and Shy and Kenrick Williams are questionable uh, with actual injuries, um, n- not an illness. So those are certainly questionable. Um, but we'll jump on over to you, man. What are you looking at on this Knicks side? We know that Randall and Rose are out, two guys that led them last year to the playoffs. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I mean, with those guys out, um, I definitely want to go to Kemba, but we have seen the the the, the appeal of Kemba Walker. Um, he went from from absolute hero in New York to uh, back to sort of irrelevance now. So I'm not going to have any interest in Kemba Walker at 7K. Alec Burks, 7300, is a guy that I might have some interest in. Um, especially after his monster 49 point effort against the Pistons in the last game. Um, so I'm going to have a little bit of interest there. Uh, as far as guards are concerned, I'm also going to be looking at Emmanuel quickly at 4,600, um, a guy that can, can light it up um, from the field and is getting more, a little bit more confident. He hasn't been shooting really well, but he is. if he gets 30, 30, 35 minutes in this game, uh, I think he's going to be an excellent play, um, especially with no Randall in this one. Um, they're going to have to have additional guys step up and play uh, and play well. So I do like him. Mitch Robinson, 4,900, is also going to be a nice play for me, um, despite only 15 fantasy points in his last game. We have seen some monster performances in recent weeks, so I do have some interest there. And then as far as value goes, OB Toppin on the Knicks side, 3,900, should get should get 25 to 30 minutes here in this game against the Thunder. Um, especially if this game ends up being a blowout potentially, or even if it stays close, I do expect a heavy dose of Obi Toppin with no Julius Randle in the lineup. Um, and, and that's that, that's going to be it for me on the Knicks side of the ball. Any interest in Obi Toppin? Oh, I love Obi Toppin. Um, he should actually start. I, I believe he starts in this one with no Randle, and I believe uh, we're actually going to get a large chunk of minutes from Obi Toppin uh, in this one. He's get He's had a very short leisure Tibbs has a very short leash with this kid. Um, yanks him at every opportunity, but I, I, they don't have another real forward on the on the roster, not named Kevin Knox, um, and, and they don't <laughs> like Kevin Knox either. So I can't imagine Obi Toppin playing less than 28 minutes. Uh, this is going to be a great matchup against a team that's missing a lot of forwards, um, and we can really see what, what he's made of over the next few games. So I, I really like him. Uh, if Evan Fournier misses, we saw Quentin Grimes start the last one. I know he only played 15 minutes. He missed all five of his shots, or 13 minutes. He missed all five of his shots. Uh, but if he starts again, uh, I, I do have some interest in them. I think it was just Burks and quickly, and the second unit went off. So uh, Tibbs just rode with it. Like that's what he mentioned in the second half. Um, we could see different changing of the guard. We saw Grimes play really well. Barrett at 5600. If there's no Fournier, makes sense. Uh, if there is Fournier, I, I do have some a little interest in him as well. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm mainly looking at Obi Toppin here. I don't mind Grimes if Fournier's out. And quickly, I think, is a solid uh, value play, like you mentioned, at 4,600 also. Uh, but I think, yeah, I'm, I'm with the, the Toppin train here. I, I have to 
at 3,900, he's got to get the minutes here. Um, and I, I like the kid's talent. All right. Uh, jumping on over to the other side of the ball, we have the Thunder. And they're missing quite a few starters here. Uh, three starters that we know of. And Shy might be the fourth starter. So a lot to siphon over here. Um, he did miss the last one. Or uh, he was questionable. So we'll, we'll see if that ankle is bothering him. It's been bothering him a little bit. Um, if he does play 9400 is not a bad price tag, but I do prefer Ja over <laughs> over him, and he's only a couple hundred more. Um, so I'm probably not going to have much exposure to him. But we'll we'll see. Ty Jerome at 4K drew a start in the last one, played really well. So I, I can go there. There's no Kenrick Williams. Um, there's extra minutes available for guys like Isaiah Roby, who's been starting, Paul Watson, who's been starting. And saving best for last, Aaron Wiggins, who's only 3,800. Somehow still uh, three straight games of at least 24 fantasy points. Sign me up. Another very great value play, I think. Um, regardless of Shy and, and Williams' availability, he's going to play a lot with all the people out. Uh, so I really like that. And I mentioned like Roby and, and Watson would be two other possibilities here. But uh, Wiggins would be my preferred play. I think there's just a lot of value on this team. Yeah, I, I definitely have to say this Thunder team is just all the value in the world, uh, especially if Shy ends up missing this game. Um, I'm looking at guys you mentioned. Starts with, uh, from, from the price range, Ty Jerome, 4,000. Sign me up every day of the week. Um, he's a guy that has shown some flashes, and we did see a monster performance in the last game. I don't expect another 45-point uh, fantasy effort with Ty Jerome, but I do expect a pretty solid outing, especially if Shy's out. Uh, for this game, so I like him, and then Aaron Wiggins. You mentioned the the other Wiggins, the the, the more the forgotten Wiggins, uh, <laughs> the Wiggins family. Um, at thirty eight hundred, I think he's priced uh, that like like someone forgot who he was. So I definitely like Aaron Wiggins thirty eight hundred <laughs> as well. One of my favorite value plays on the entire night, probably my favorite value play um, of this slate for sure. Uh, and I think he should get plenty of minutes and should should have plenty of opportunities despite going up against the Knicks. I do expect them to to have a solid outing. And that's it for me on the Thunder side. I'm not going to have a lot of interest in any of the Paul Watson or Isaiah Roby types. Despite that rock bottom price tag, I just don't know if they're going to be able to, to, to get enough value against this Knicks front court um, in this contest. All right, man. We're jumping on over to the second to last game of the night. We have the Minnesota Timberwolves taking on the Utah Jazz at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, we have Russell, Silva, Ta Towns, uh, Tucker, and McKin uh, <clears throat> McKinley Wright all out. Jared Vanderbilt, Torian Prince, Anthony Edwards all clear protocols. They are pending on conditioning, so we don't know if they're playing or not yet. And on the other side of the ball, Mike Conley, Eric Pascal, and Azabuki all out. Joe Ingles is questionable. Donovan Mitchell is back. I'll throw it over to you for the Timberwolves. Uh, what are you looking at here? And obviously a lot hinges on Edwards and, and Vanderbilt in specific uh, to see if they're ready to play because those are two starters. Yeah, for sure. And you mentioned it, Edwards. I think he, I can start my lineup with Anthony Edwards if he ends up playing from 800. Despite him coming back from COVID protocols, He's, he's been ramping up activity um, ever since he cleared protocols back on Tuesday. So I do expect him to be primary ready to go. And this is a good matchup for him to, to really shine as the primary scorer with no Towns, no Russell. Um, it should be all the minutes he could handle. If, if he ends up being cleared and ready to go a full allotment of minutes, fire him up every, every day of the week here. 
Uh, and then Vanderbilt at 5600 if he plays. I also like him. 5600 is a nice mid-tier price for a guy that can get points, get some rebounds, get some blocks, get some steals, really provide across-the-board value for, for, for your lineup. So I do like both of those guys. Um, and that's pretty much it for me, actually, on, on the Timberwolves side. I think everyone else is priced pretty accordingly. You might want to take some shots on Naz Reed. I won't. NFT 100, um, just because he's still getting ramping up activity. He only played 12 minutes in his last game against the Knicks. But um, it, he might be worth a shot if, if he ends up playing 30 minutes. But I, I, I won't put my, my bank on it. I'd rather, much rather have guys like Vanderbilt and Anthony Edwards on the Timberwolves side. Any interest in, in either Edwards or Vanderbilt for you? Uh, well, your way to bury the lead and and disrespect <laughs> Greg Monroe like that, man. Oof. <laughs> no, but honestly, uh, all jokes aside, that guy he's looked really good in his two games. Up, uh, he, he has. And uh, apologies to Greg Monroe, <laughs> the the former Georgetown stalwart himself. I apologies on behalf of, of myself for, for discounting him. <laughs> no worries. I'll forget. I'll pull uh let it go uh, hold that grudge but uh yeah i'm with you on on edwards if he says he plans to play and um i do expect him to play at under 8k now uh as you mentioned no there's no towns there's no russell uh yeah sign me up as well that's a fantastic price tag for a number one option a lot of malik beasley shots uh he's still going to take them but um edwards is there and he's going to be the first one to have the shot taking as many shots as he wants and I, and I love that price tag even in a tough matchup against Utah uh, I still like that price tag I don't mind Vanderbilt at 5600 either we know what he's, he does um, but probably don't know if I'll go there but it, it is a decent option and and as I was joking saying Monroe I, I still don't think that $4,400 price tag is bad even in a matchup against Rudy Gobert uh, even if his minutes are dwindled down if he plays 20 minutes this guy's just producing so uh all realistic aside he knows he might not have any more days left so if he's playing 20 minutes he's gonna do take as many shots as he want might be his last shots in the nba but uh yeah i'm with you on 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 edwards i think that's a a fantastic play here um jumping on over to the other side of the ball looking at the the jazz i don't know uh mitchell's just coming back and now he's 9700 That price tag is just inflated. Uh, I would have really liked to go there uh, after missing a game or so. But now his price tag is, is right back to where it is. He needs to get over 50 to to really just be solid here. I think he can in this matchup. But um, I think we I, I'd rather, again, go to like a, a jaw at 9600 here. Um, Gobert, similar story. Fantastic um, matchup here. But I don't want him near. I don't want a Rudy Gobert near 10K. Uh, but without Mike Conley, Joe Ingles does become very attractive here at 4,300 if he can play. Uh, he's also questionable, so that's something to look at here. Uh, Jordan Clarkson, I don't mind looking at him. He's already jumped up though to 6,300. Uh, lot to siphon through. Joe Ingles would be my preferred play if he does play. If he doesn't, Jordan Clarkson, and then that does help. Donovan Mitchell a little bit as well, but uh, I really want to play Ingles the most and leave everybody else alone. How about you? Yeah, I, I don't even know if it's worth me jumping in here because I'm 100% aligned with you. My favorite play, I circle was Joe Ingles. Um, if he does play, uh, 4300 is a great price tag. Should get plenty of minutes. Uh, and then if he doesn't play, I had Jordan Clarkson as number two at 6300. 
that's yeah. also a pretty solid price tag coming off a nice effort with with Mitchell missing with Conley out he should get uh, plenty of minutes um especially if angles ends up being out uh, it becomes an even better play uh for me there so I'm looking at those two guys and those two guys only on, on the jazz side of the ball I like it. Now let's jump on to the last game of the night. We have the Portland Trail, or 10.30 p.m. We have the Portland Trail Blazers taking on the Los Angeles Lakers. We have a lone spread here, 2.32, a huge one, and the Lakers are five-and-a-half-point home favorites. On the injury report, again, um, we have Anthony Davis, Kendrick Nunn, Rajon Rondo all out, Avery Bradley, Trevor Ariza questionable, the probable James is probable. On uh, the Blazers, we have Covington, McCollum, Nurkic, Simons, Watford, Brandon Williams, Cody Zeller, uh, Blevins, all out. Macklemore, Dennis Smith Jr., Nasir Little, all probable. Uh, what are you looking at on the Blazers' side? Yeah, I mean, I think it starts and ends with Damian Lillard for the most part. Um, a guy that should have a primetime opportunity going against LeBron. Um, no CJ, as we know. A bunch of guys out, Nurkic out. Um, Lillard should be able to go off here, um, and it should be a fun battle with him and LeBron and Westbrook. So I do like him a lot. Um, I said it ends with with him, but I'm going to throw it in one other guy here, and it's going to be Larry Nance Jr., 6100, coming off a near triple-double. Um, we have seen his huge upside opportunity. Now with no Nurkic in a lineup, we're finally starting to see a little bit of flashes of what makes Larry Nance Jr. a fantasy goldmine potential. So I do like him at 6100 quite a bit here in this. Should be a high high-paced high matchup uh, and a high-scoring affair, too, that should stay pretty close. So I, I do like him. Those are my two guys I'm looking at. I'm not going to have any as much interest in guys like Nasir Little, um, even though he he did let everyone down in his last game uh, where he was priced at 5000 against the Jazz. Um, I'm not going to have interest there. So the two guys I'm really looking at are going to be Larry Nance Jr. and Damian Lillard, and, and that's it for me on the Blazers side. Who are, any interest in Lillard here? Yeah, I don't mind him. Uh, I think it's a really good matchup, but I, I, I'm likely not going there, to be honest. At near 11K, I think that's a little too high, even in a great matchup. Um, don't mind. I, I think Nance, as you mentioned, I really like Nance. Powell, I, I take that discount. And Little, if he's healthy, I think 5-4 for me is, is a solid price tag. But uh, Lillard, I do think, is in a great matchup. The Lakers just stink on defense. Um, but I don't know if I want to go there at, at near 11K. I'd rather, if I have the... Uh, 1100 extra i'd rather just pay for the guy on the other side of the ball which i'll jump to now uh lebron james 12k back-to-back games over 70 points i think he's going to make it a third um he's just on fire right now the team is not but he is just incredible i uh, love lebron here everybody else uh, uh <laughs> is yeah exactly how that came out uh malik monk i don't mind at 4500 um don't love it either, but with some people back, like Austin Reeves and people back, I don't know if they're going to play him too heavy. Com- Carmelo Anthony at 5,200. Don't mind at a revenge game narrative here, especially since he's playing so many minutes. Um, he would be my my second option here. And then we'll see who starts. I know we're not going to have the time for that, but uh, the front court should have some success, some success. So I like LeBron, Carmelo here the most. And then... Uh, Monk a little bit, leaving everybody else alone. How about you, man? Yeah, I'm going to have to say LeBron, even though he's the highest-priced guy on the slate, and he's the oldest guy on the slate, <laughs> outside of Greg Monroe, I think. Oh, no, actually, he's older <laughs> than Greg Monroe. Um, so I have to say LeBron is definitely going to be in play for me. 
going for, as you said, another monster fantasy outing. This is a perfect opportunity for him to continue his renaissance here. That's at 12,000 will sign me up every day of the week here for LeBron. Um, so he's number number one play for me. And then going down the line, you mentioned um, guys that, that are going to be in play as well. Carmelo Anthony, 5,200, another renaissance. Um, despite a, a poor performance in his last game, I expect a nice bounce back effort here going up against his team, former team that gave him a shot at coming back in the league. So I think he's going to be a little bit extra motivated. He's going to have some some love there for, for the Blazers for giving him a shot to get back in the NBA. So I do like him there. And then you touch on Malik Monk, 4,500. Um, I've been playing a lot of Malik Monk in his recent games, and he's been paying off, going going for at least 30 points in two out of his last three games, um, fantasy-wise. So I do like Malik Monk as my third favorite as well. Uh, and that's pretty much it. I'm not going to have any interest in Russell Westbrook at 10,700. I'd rather spend an extra 200 on Lillard, as I mentioned, than playing Westbrook at 10,700. Uh, and that's it for me and the Lakers as well. All right, man. I love it. Um, before we head on out of here, let's run our favorite plays real quick. I will ask you first, what is your favorite or what? Who is your <laughs> favorite? <laughs> these things. Uh, who is your favorite uh, high price player of the night? Yeah, I think I, the cat's out of the bag there. I think it's going to, I think everyone knows uh, it's going to be LeBron James for me. Yeah, I like it. Um, and I'm going to go with uh, Ja at 9,600. I think it's a, a solid price tag for a guy who I really like. Um, how about your favorite mid tier play? I think we already know this one as well. You know, you would think so, but um, I'm going to actually switch it up a little bit. And I'm going to actually take uh, a guy that might be yours. So apologies for this, but my favorite mid-tier play is going to be Marcus Morris Sr. All right. I like it. Um, yeah, I, I didn't expect that one. I didn't expect you to take that, but I, I guess Anthony Edwards, I'll just uh, leave that there. If he plays at 7,800 under 8K without those two guys, love it. Uh, how about your favorite value play of the night? Favorite value play is, I think I left the cat out of the bag earlier, it's going to be Aaron Wiggins, 3,800 uh, from the Thunder. Um, should get plenty of minutes, should be able to put up another 25, 30 fantasy points in this game. Yep, love him too. And I'm going to go on the opposite side of that same game. Obi Toppin, 3,900, uh, should start. I expect him to. If he plays 30 minutes, I expect 30 fantasy points from him. All right. Awesome, man. We did it. Um, that is your New Year's Eve edition. Ten games, three different crazy slates. Uh, we did it just in about an hour. All right. Thank you guys for tuning in. Before we head out, Dave, anything you want to throw out there? No, I just wanted to say I wish everyone a happy and healthy new year and excited to jump into 2022 with, with, with some cash in hand. All right. Let's hope 2022 is better than 2021. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Everybody take care. Happy New Year. Peace.